Buy me some peanuts and Cracker Jacks. And let me tell you something, folks. I honestly don't care if I ever get back. We're going to be playing some baseball. So take me out to the ball game. I'm bringing in friend of the podcast, H-Town Wheelhouse. We don't always agree on everything, but guess what? We agree that today is a really, really great day if you're a baseball fan. Hey, let's start the show. It's Locked On MLB. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. Baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the podcast we talk about all of Major League Baseball, and yes, we will be talking about games being played. Thanks so much for making us your first listeners. We're available on all your free podcasting catchers. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Look there, right there. You, if you're watching me on the YouTubes, you can see that you can call me Sully. Oh, my goodness. Today's date is the 10th day of March 2022. And if there is any piece of philosophy that I can embrace with both arms like a koala, it's better late than never. By the way, follow us on Lockdown MLB Pods on both Twitter and on Instagram, as you can tell from my lower third here. Uh, you, you can follow me on Twitter at Sully. I'm so excited I can't even speak. You can follow me at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. And as you can see, I'm, I'm back in my classroom. I'm, I'm recording here. It is uh, where I'm recording this. It is 4:42 Pacific time, and I'm here in the the classroom. The this is the locked on MLB classroom where I teach my children all about baseball. We talk. We, we they learn all about the game, the fundamentals. You know, we worry about that. And uh, the fact of the matter is, I really, really was worried that I was going to be having to do months and months and months of well, what was the best Padres uniform of all time? And you know what? I get to do things like talk about games. Games. Because we got this afternoon a collective bargaining agreement. Was it perfect? No. Will everyone be happy with it? No. Does it solve every problem? Of course not. But it will mean not only do we have games, but we're going to have 162 of them. And evidently, 78 playoff teams as well. But you know what? I don't care because I get to watch baseball. And I get to watch baseball with you, people who watch and listen to this, and my friends, including those in the Lockdown Podcast Network, which I am proud to say includes H-Town Wheelhouse, the co-host of... Locked on Astros. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. I got my bat. We're we're ready for some wood grain gripping, some home run hitting, some Bregman returning to MVP form, yeah. Justin Verlander on the mound. I mean, we're going to start off with the Angels, Otani, and Trout. I mean, what better news could we have gotten today? It's so great. It has been so painstaking. It has been so just almost like you could feel the you could feel the apathy starting to build. And yeah. it was like someone, like the heart of MLB was about to stop and someone came in with an AED and shocked it back to life. Yeah. Do you know what they were? Do you know what today was like? The the Major League Baseball was Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. And Travolta <laughs> got that needle and went, burn today. 
Yeah, well, exactly. Unbelievable that that is that old a reference at this point. That's how old I feel right now. But do you want H Town? I mean, look at you and I. Um, we've had we don't always agree on everything. We haven't even agreed on everything uh, during this lockout. But this is I talked on the show a couple of days ago. One of the great things about baseball is it is a unifier. It is a thing that people who may have different points of view on various different things can come together and and enjoy something in a common bond. It's why I said why they have all those bowl games during Christmas time is so families that are on the verge of arguing can say, just turn on the football game and sit and watch the game. It has nothing to do with determining a champion. It has to do with the, you know diffusing tensions. And we're living in very tense times right oh, now. Oh man, no, yeah, I mean, I mean, literally, the world is on fire, and and this this could not have come at a worse time. And we're on this like precipice of all these historical things, and I'm like, yeah. I don't want these historical and and you know, baseball or sports may seem like it's not that important when you look at all the things going on in the world and we don't demean those things but baseball helps us as a nation i believe cope with things i mean it gives us some common ground on some things yeah yeah yes yes because we're talking baseball we love baseball Mm -hmm. the sport bridges generations it bridges races it bridges cultures i mean exactly ideologies i mean everything you know yeah and um Okay, so let me uh, let, let me do the whole. Do you, where were you? What, where were you? And what were you doing? Kind of like uh, you know, kind of like when the Berlin Wall fell down. I'm trying to make it a positive one instead of all there the negative go. ones. Um, yeah, where were you when you found out that the labor agreement had taken place? So they were on the cusp of making the decision. They were like, okay, the players are going to be are voting now. Right. And I had opened up a spaces on Twitter because I was on my conference at school and I was like, okay, cool. This is going to happen on conference. Um, It'd be cool if I could live react to it. Well, of course, it went into my next period class. Luckily, we're doing a project um, comparing the differences between Sam Houston and Marabou Lamar from the Republic of Texas. And all my kids are down on, you know, they're 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 drawing, they're coloring, they're researching. And so, you know. I basically monitor these guys and girls as they're working. And then the news came across and then I had someone text me, is this real? And I was like, you're talking about baseball, right? And they said, yes, you're yes. Is this real? Are we having, is baseball back? And absolutely 100% it was. And, and it was total elation. And to, to record my little locked on now thing, I had to duck away into the teacher's lounge to record that real quick to say, <laughs> Hey, locked on Astros. Guess what? We are back. Baseball is back, baby. Back to five days a week. I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, um, you know, I kind of wish I would have been isolated a little bit so I could have like done one of those like screaming, hollering, like reactions. Right. But at the end of the day, um, this is great news. And these talks have gone so weirdly because every time I had hope, my hopes were crushed. Every time I was pessimistic, I got hopeful. I got pictures of Bob Nightingale with bagels delivering food to the masses. Um, I got Bob Nightingale in shining armor. I mean, all these things. And then, you know, Jim Bowden, he was like saying stuff. And I'm like, I don't know who to believe. I don't know what to believe until something happens. Let's just let it happen. A minute happened. And it was just a grand. It was just like this feeling of yes came over me. I'll tell you where I was 
Um, I'm here. I'm actually still at my school. I haven't had a chance to leave school yet. <laughs> it's right. We're both teachers. You and I are both teachers when yes. we're not uh, doing our podcasting. But um, I was at recess. It was right around um, noon California time. And so that's when I had my kids out at recess. And I, I'm not normally checking my phone. Uh, but I was, you know, you have a moment when there when it's like, okay, things have calmed down. And there has been so much crying wolf over the last couple of days that part of me was starting to to grow a little cynical. Like, oh, you, you know, because, you know, you fool me seven times, shame on me. You know, but there's, there was, and it seemed like the pattern was always there. Like, we've got a great thing. Oh, by the way, did we mention this? We decided to put this in at the last minute. And so there was all this sort of like, you know, there was wherever you side on the arguments, there just seemed like there was elements of they would try to sneak in. You know, the owners would try to sneak in something, and then oh, we had an idea, the players didn't. So I really didn't know. I, I didn't think it was going to happen today. I honestly didn't because we, a bunch of us, thought it was going to happen what two or three days ago. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. And you know, I think one of the one of the most shocking things was the owners voted on this thirty to nothing. It was yes. unanimous. The yes. players, the Astros, are one of the four or five teams that voted no on the executive side. Right. And I was like, wow. Like, I mean, you know, that is something that I think though is impressive. And I think I don't know if Rob Manfred really understood the power of the players' union. He didn't until this <laughs> and you could hear it in his voice in his little five minute press conference. He was like, wow, this has yeah. got to be the strongest union in North America. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's saying a lot. Well, I just say one, well, the, to wrap it, I saw, um, you know, there's like, uh, there were a couple who had cried wolf during the week and I saw Jeff Passan and I started seeing a couple other people, I saw you tweeted something. I saw Stacey Gotsoulias of Lockdown Yankees tweeted something. I saw a bunch of other people. And then I saw things like actual, um, the actual results of it. Like, here's what was agreed to. Here's where the, the, the starting date was. So it's like, it wasn't just this theory. You know, it wasn't just this concept. It was like, oh, now here comes the chain reaction that only makes sense to be talking about this if there actually is an agreement and deal, a, a deal and agreement. I can't even, I can't even speak correctly. And I was over by the swing set right nearby back where you could, the window there. And I threw my hands up in the air, tug McGraw in the 1980 world series style. And I yelled over to uh, my teaching assistant, Isabel, who's a very big Dodger fan. And I said, we got baseball. Nice. Nice. She was she was very happy, as was I. <laughs> no, yeah, that's cool. I mean, even even coming home, um, I stopped by a local uh place, Jersey Mike's, to get to get, you know, my mm -hmm. son and I some dinner. And I was like, Hey, y'all, here we got baseball back. And they were like, Yeah, we do. And and this one girl behind the counter, she's like, I love the Astros, they're my favorite team. I'm like, I got something for you. I, was like, I gave her some locked on Astros stickers. I told her where to find us. I mean, you know. Just promoting the show already and just loving you, it. Gave some you are to kids. so branded. You are so branded. You're so much better than me at this. <laughs> well, hey, we're here with H Town. We also have locked on Astros, and we're just gonna, we're so happy we got baseball. We're gonna talk about some of the fallout of this. Well, let's talk a little bit about Mission Possible. 
Are you ready to discover your purpose and leave an impact wherever you go? Mission Possible, written and read by New York Times bestselling author and athlete and New York Mets prospect Tim Tebow, encourages you to find your inspiration, pursue your purpose, and create a life for yourself that counts. Ignite a spark in your life through this inspirational listen. Mission Possible by Tim Tebow is available wherever audiobooks are sold. Thanks so much for making Locked On MLB your first listen every day. Make Locked On Astros with H-Town and Eric your second listen. Third listen, let me tell you, this is going to be an important listen. <laughs> Locked On MLB Prospects. Wow, you're going to see a bump there, Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia. and We're going to have to learn who some of these prospects are as we bust into spring training. Maybe some trades are going to happen. It's going to be super fun. Lindsey Crosby is great. He's been a guest on this show a couple of times. He's great. He knows all about the Major League Baseball stars of tomorrow. Podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we're here with H-Town Wheelhouse of Locked On Astros. Um, I just want to talk just briefly. I mean, there's, there's, there's when you have a labor agreement like this, there's just so much that's going to have to be unpacked. And there's no way we're going to be, we'll, you and I will be able to unpack all of it here. Um, right here and now. But uh, I have up here uh, some of the things that uh, it looks like it's going to be a five-year agreement. So we don't have to talk about labor stuff for years. And uh, <laughs> we're going to have a 162-game season. Uh, it looks like some of the main – one of the main points that was being fought about was the very concept of uh, free agent compensation picks and um, – and and we saw how attaching a free uh, a compensation pick to a player uh, devalued certain players when they go into free agency. Uh, it looks like we also have eliminated the Rule Five draft. There seems yeah. to be uh, a raising of the minimum wage, so we don't have those situations where uh, players are getting as hosed early in their career especially now later in their career unless you're a superstar you're not getting signed um obviously not everything was solved on each side i'm very happy that some compromise was made to get on the field um what's your thoughts about how this thing ended and and should we even care for the next four years well, you know, I, I think it was interesting because I think it brought to light something that a lot of people probably don't have a lot of knowledge or understanding of, and that's the international side of baseball. Mm -hmm. um, we get so used to, we see the players that make the big deals, that make mm -hmm. it to the big leagues, the Roberts, the Alvarez, the Wander Francos, the Fernando Tatis Jr., these different right. guys that 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 come from these countries that don't have the opportunities that that most American ball players have that are born and raised here. Even the Puerto Rican players um, have even a little bit more of an advantage um, on that side with Puerto mm -hmm. Rico being a part of the U.S. But I think I think that really because I wondered why would this hang in the balance? Why would MLB not approve this? And when you start looking at the details of the cons behind an international draft, um, a lot of the holes and kind of the mistreatment of a lot of these young international players, um, it was really the MLB players. And maybe one of the reasons why the Astros were one of the teams that voted 
against this is maybe because there's an international aspect because the Astros are very heavy right now. We have a 20, we have a record 21 Cuban players in our system. Right. I mean, we, we are heavy, heavy Cuban. We have a lot of Dominican Venezuelan. We have a very international team and maybe that's where that came from. But one of the things I, I thought was interesting, um, the top two rookie vote getters, they get a full year of service. Um, mm -hmm. I also like there is basically small market teams can pick draft lottery for two straight years before right. having to slide to the 10th spot. Um, large market teams can only pick one year in the lottery before going to the 10th spot. So I like some of those, some of those compensations they made. Um, the, the draft lottery is six picks. So that was, mm -hmm. you know, universal DH is here. Sorry, national league fans. Universal DH is here. Sorry, Zach Grinky. You have to go to Japan to get that 10th home run. Um, but the amateur draft is back up to 20 rounds, which was, right. you know, they they reduce it to five. Um, I I like a lot of what was agreed upon. Um, I, I just really want to know what are what is going to happen with this international draft because they have until what July of a certain period right. to decide on whether or not now. An interesting thing that I don't think a lot of people are going to hit on is Major League Baseball has the ability to give a 45-day notice of rule changes. Right. To implement rule changes, among them a pitch clock, band shifts, larger bases for 2023. But they get a 45-day window for them to implement those changes. Is that saying what I think? It, can they up and change rules mid-season with a 45-day notice? Is that technically what they're saying? And we saw the effect of that with the spider tack last yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. That that was disastrous. I'm like, why not wait till the end of the year? That was foolish. Yeah, I, I think all rule changes should be at the beginning of the year. I mean, look, I'm all for like, uh, you know, let me look at you're right. We're gonna we're gonna have to unpack some of what the international uh, draft or the ways international players are signed. That's gonna that's that's gonna probably be an aspect of this that isn't completely solved, but at least it's being addressed. Or at least sometimes the first step is acknowledging what the issues are, which I don't think has been the case in recent years. I think that the, you know, I'm not a fan of the universal DH. I liked having the two different rules. Uh, I pick my battles. I'd rather have baseball. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. a universal playing. And, and, I, and as I said before, I was... I probably would have been, if I were a big baseball fan in the late 60s, I probably would have been against divisional play. I probably would have been against the DH. I was vehemently against the wild card. Oh, I was kicking and screaming about the wild card. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> I was the wrong. Wild card, the wild card, because the wild card teams have been wildly successful, not to and, lose and, a pun. And, and it's been, it has added some of the best moments of the last you know, 25, 30 years of baseball have been in the division series. And so I, I, I'm all for that. Um, and look at, uh, we, you know, the, the, I am going to miss the, the oddities of the pitcher batting and the strategies. I am going to miss that, but okay. you know what? I, it's a small price to pay. You know, it's, there's, there's a small price to pay on that. Um, and I just think that, and I kind of gave up that fight pretty early in this process. Uh, again, I'm not thrilled about expanding playoffs because I think that the baseball playoffs is a crapshoot 
and having the gauntlet of making it through 162 games should be the entry point. But that being said, small price to pay. I want to see some yeah. games. And I so, may wind up loving the expanded playoffs. So, what, so you know, basically, from what I understand, it's the top two division winners get a bye. Right. Then, um, then, then after that, which, uh, they... which I, which I, I, I'm not 100. Yeah, at this point, I'm not 100 sure how it works because there were so many things. I mean, look at the, it was ratified what four hours ago. Like, and there were so many things that it was like bouncing back and forth. Like, I didn't even know what was real or not. Uh, it was we, we were in the matrix for a while because and, the because the um, MLB rejected um, where the players proposed that the number one seed enjoy a reseed advantage after the wild card round. Yes, which I, and I, MLB I rejected that. So you know, hey, look, expanded playoffs. That means this last year we have the we have the Blue Jays and we have the, the Mariners. The Mariners, at least. yeah. yeah. I mean, those two teams, and who knows how that changes things because I, I don't – you know what I'm saying? But I'm just saying that the two the two players who should be the biggest draws in all of baseball, Trout and Otani, still can't get in if they expanded You're the playoffs. You're right. You're right. And that's – you know, you yeah, you would have to expand the playoffs to uh, 28 teams for them to get in, poor guys. Unreal. You know, and, and that's the thing. I You know, I think this year in the AL West, I really think the Mariners are are going to be a solid team. Yeah, I think the oh, Astros are the favorite. But, yeah. you know, the Angels, heck, we play them opening day and we play them in the home opener. So we play them in six games in the first two weeks of the season, and we'll see what we got early on. Well, let me just tell you, so this is all – Oh, there's just so much about what we've been experiencing over the last few hours that have just given us a boost of energy. And I can't think of anything that can give us a more of a boost of energy than knowing baseball is coming with the possible exception of built bars. Now this is the time of the year. A lot of people have given up on their new year's resolution, but not this boy, not your pal Sully. I'm sticking to my resolutions. Thanks to built bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I enjoy eating the built bars. Hey, have you tried the puffs there, H-Town? I have. I love the churro puff, mm-hmm. and I love the mint one because it, it tastes like those Andes mints oh, that you yeah. get at, like, Olive Garden, you know, the real Italian restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah. The 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 My Italian grandfather just shot a lightning bolt, the mention of the Olive Garden. This is not an Olive Garden spot. This is a Bilt Bar spot. Let's talk about banana cream pie. It's pretty great. But for those who haven't tried it yet, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. I know you're thinking, not the puffs. I say, yo, puffs are included. And let me tell you, these are low calorie, high protein. Place your candy bars with these. They're better. Okay. And they, they have us list some of the bad facts of a candy bar. I don't really have to do that. Do you know why? They're candy bars. They're literally candy bars. You know that candy bars aren't good for you. But go to built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, as you tend to do. And you're going to be blown away. They got high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams sugar, four grams of net carb, and 17 grams protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is a candy bar. Now you've got great flavors: mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and for this month we got white chocolate cookies and cream. My personal favorite is raspberry. I love the raspberry covered in chocolate. They're all delicious. And new flavors are coming out all the time. Hey, H Town, why don't you take us home? So the Built Bar is the best place that you can get any protein bar. And if you go to Built.com, you can use a promo code LOCK15 
And if you use that promo code, you get 15% off your order. You can fill your fridge and your pantry full of Built Bars at Built.com, the best bar in the biz. Well, let me tell you something. Baseball finally, they did what they had to do. They had to, sometimes you got to fix things. Sometimes you got to pop the hood and say, we don't, we got, we can't do everything perfectly, but we got to make sure the engine runs. The engine of baseball is going to run. Kind of like when you take your car and you say, let's contact rockauto.com with the ever increasing number of makes and models. It's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your honesty an LX or an EX? I don't know. And then when they go back, they go tippy tap of the computer and they just go get the from the parts from the warehouse that they always order from. Well, that's insane. You've got computers with access to rockauto.com at home, in your pocket, maybe on your wrist. Save time and money by using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers. And people like me who don't know what the heck they're doing for over 20 years, Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, including me, and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. Go explore the easy-to-use website today to find a solution for your auto parts needs. This section is mandatory. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. You Sing know, that song with me. Rockauto.com. You know, if you go to other auto parts store, it would be like Joey Gallo's stat line before the shift band. Oh, there you go. There you, you go. Know? You're bringing in. You're bringing in. I thought we were doing another ad read. Um, <laughs> we're with H-Town Wheelhouse of Lockdown Astros. I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. Call me Sully. I'm the host of Lockdown MLB. For those of you who, I guess, jump in the middle of podcasts. Um, let me just say that my favorite part about all this is that we get to now talk about baseball. We get to start oh, making predictions. And do you know what we're going to see? We're going to see a shortened spring training, Okay. Um, but we're going to start to see there's a flurry of moves that's going to happen, including free agents who are floating out there. Now, do the Astros have a free agent, anyone who's been important to the team? Let me think. I can't hmm. seem to think about Carlos Correa. That's right. And I actually got something on that right now from Mark Berman that he just put out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He was asking Crane, hey, are you guys going after? Are you guys going to work tonight on getting Carlos Correa signed? And this is what he said. He goes, "I'm sure we'll engage one more time, and we'll see what happens." Carlos is a great player. He's one of a kind player. I thought we made a good offer before. We'll see where we're at on on their side. I'm sure we'll talk to them here shortly. And he was asked about the season. What do you think about your hopes of the season? He said the playoffs, we make a run, we'll assess after that, probably have the ability to add a few pieces here and there um, where we're a little light, but would do that midterm. So they look to be making trades midseason, not now. Right. I think, though, I think they have to. I think they have to make Carlos Correa another offer. If the CBT has gone up, they've mm-hmm. got more wiggle room, they can realistically offer more money. Again, what's going to be the linchpin is the years. If Carlos Correa and his agent agree that they can sniff out a 10-year deal somewhere else 
he will in fact walk. If that's not available and Houston offers a high enough AAV, even for a five or six year contract, I think that there is a possibility that Carlos Correa comes back. I did a poll, Sully, and over 60% of Houston fans think that Carlos Correa will end up a Houston Astro. Um, but I don't know if those are Astros colored glasses they're looking through and emotion is in that. But, you know, we don't know. Um, I, I asked someone close to him today and he said, um, he said, I don't even think Carlos knows at this point. So right. they haven't been able to talk. So it's going to be a flurry. I think when I think when one shoe drops, the whole the whole cabinet will just come open. Yeah, you and I talked about in a previous episode. I'm not going to go rehash everything. I think that the Astros need Carlos, and Carlos needs the Astros. I think that that they are. He means more to the Astros than any other franchise. He'll have more value to that franchise, and I think the same is said the other way. That being said, um, years and money do talk, and other things walk. Yeah. Um, I think that. I, I think there's two places he's going to land, and I can't believe one of them is not the Yankees because the Yankees still desperately need a shortstop. And um, guess who's available? Carlos freaking Correa is available, and all it will cost the Yankees is money. But um, I, I don't understand. I mean, look at it. I mean, I'm just hearing Stacey Gutzelia scream all the way from uh, from New York right now about the fact that the – there have been so many great shortstops have been floating around and none of them are currently wearing Yankee pinstripes. That being said, as I said, in the, when you were on before, I think there's really only two places he's going to wind up. He could wind up in Anaheim um, as, you know, a giant middle finger to the Astros, but also he to put, have a lineup with Otani trout and Correa. You know, they still, wow. They still need pitching. They still need they pitching. Do. Uh, but I, I, it's either there or Houston because I thought that the Tigers were a, a possibility. But when they signed Baez, I think that took that off the table. Um, I think it absolutely took it off the table. They're not going to sign Correa and move Baez to second base. So I think that uh, – and I think the Tigers are going to be an interesting team. And that's another, that's another conversation to have. But I think the Astros are clearly still the favorites to win the American League West. Um, again, last year I picked the A's because I thought the A's had a better starting pitching staff. I did not trust the Astros starting pitching staff at all. And the A's did have a very good, uh, starting pitching staff. I just didn't realize they were going to have a grotesque bullpen. Uh, Mm. and I think that the Astros pitching staff was good enough and their, their relief core was better than I was expecting. And I think that the, the fact of the matter is the Astros just wound up being the better overall team. And I think they will remain the best overall team. Although we saw Seattle, how they played, they wound up clearing 90 wins last year and missing the playoffs by a single day. Uh, I, I think that you're going to see it be a very competitive American league West. I would still give the, the, at this point, Houston, has the edge and at this point Houston would have as good a chance as any to go to the World Series for the second straight year. Uh but I but the fun thing is we can now talk about signings oh, man. and look and look at exactly. you know you know we can actually this is now uh we can actually get to work and you and with so many free agents and and moves possible the Angels could make a splash the A's could make a splash you know the A's still have all those trade chips that everyone thought were going to be traded away at this point they still have them 
you know, they're still actually the team they have on paper right now is still not not a bad team. So right. it, we're going to see what happens. And I'm just so thrilled. Yeah, I mean, this topic. Oh, exactly. And you could see wild things like Freddie Freeman going to New York, Chapman mm-hmm. or Olson going to Atlanta. I right. mean, you know, these big names. Um, I know the Orioles were kind of mentioned last week um, in talks about Carlos Correa. And I know they have Elias over there from the Astros organization. I think he has a relationship with Carlos Correa. He, he's in the front office. Right. Um, you know, we've 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 heard some Astros fans bantering about, well, why wouldn't we trade for Cedric Mullins? I mean, you know, and so there's so many things that could happen. You know, um, Chafin is out there, a relief pitcher that a lot of Astros fans would love to see in an Astros uniform um, that was with Oakland. You know, uh, right, Bass, right. you know, Bassett is out there. But it, it is it is just going to be, I think, a fun two weeks. I know that they I know that they are. They are to report on what is it the uh, the reporting on the thirteenth, yeah, um, and then the first games are on the seventeenth. Oh, I thought it was on the seventh. I thought it was the seventh. Well, oh, April, the, oh, oh, the first yes, spring training. I'm yes, sorry, the first the spring first, training. Yes, I'm sorry, first, I misunderstood. No, it's all good. So the players report to spring training in Florida and Arizona on the thirteenth. Then March eighteenth through twentieth, the spring training games begin. Mm. Um, and then April 7th and Hey, you know what? We didn't miss Jackie Robinson day. It's a big Thank anniversary. Goodness. Thank goodness. And I think that's great. I think that's phenomenal. Uh, look at, Hey, look at, and I just wanted to point out something here and I made this point before, but we're seeing a illustration of, of this right now. We're living in a very fractured country. And I think people make a lot of assumptions about people and the, the tribes that people belong into and everything like right. that. And baseball can be a great unifier. On paper, H-Town and I shouldn't be friends. <laughs> I'm in, he's in Texas, I'm in California. You're more conservative, I'm more liberal. You're more religious, I'm not religious at all. There's all sorts of things that you and I, that on paper, we're a, the exact two type of people who are not supposed to be friends. Yeah. And yet... You're my friend. I consider you to be a friend. And I hope you oh, feel yeah. the same One, with yeah. me. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, you we dude, we're the yin and the yang. We are we are the we are the oil and water mixing for the first time. I, I just because you know, Sully, I've I've always been taught growing up. Um mm-hmm. even, you know, even in the midst of just everything I'm surrounded by and you know, right. ultra conservative values and everything, I've mm-hmm. always been taught that you that you that you treat others the way that you want to be treated and that you respect other people's opinions even if they differ from you and i'm very opinionated and really? i and really? i always and i always think that I'm i didn't right. know that i didn't know that <laughs> but at the same time <laughs> i'm always willing to listen and i have learned so much in my last five or six years of life mm-hmm. about myself and how i've improved myself just from listening to others. And um, I think it makes me a better teacher. I think it makes me a better commentator on the game. And I'm, you know, I'm the type of, I'm the type of person they say, you're not supposed to talk about religion, politics, or sports. Those are the three things I like to talk about the most. And so for me, it is what brings us together and see the powers that be want us to look at our differences and they want mm-hmm. to, that to like cause us to repel each other. Right. That should attract us. Right. 
I mean, because think about a magnet. Is it both positive sides or is it positive negative side that attracts each other, right? Right. And that's what should bring us together is our differences. And I think that one of the things and the point that I was making before and that you probably made more eloquently than I did is that we can find these common grounds. Yeah. And we can Amen. find these elements that we can agree on or find that we have disagreements, but try to understand where those are based upon. And if you have a common seed of unity in terms of with you and I, we got to know each other through baseball. We get to exactly. know each other through our, our mutual love of baseball. Okay, so we have that. And then from that, we build upon you and I have differences on other different opinion on other things. But we if we've started from a point of mutual respect and then start to build out from there by under trying to understand, OK, why are they thinking this way? And not necessarily I'm going to agree with you, but like, OK, I'm seeing where this is coming from. Our country needs a lot of that right now. Our world oh, needs man. a lot of that okay. right now. And baseball as superficial as rooting for sports can be theoretically, I think it serves a real purpose. And I think it serves a point where we, you and I can go to games together. You and I can watch games together. You and I, you can talk with people and I'm at the stadium and I don't know where they fit in any social, political, or, or religious or spiritual, whatever factor we're all together here. And the more common ground things that we have, the better we are going to be because we can say, well, Hey, he's a big baseball fan. We had a good time talking to each other. Exactly. And I think that, and that's how we're going to, that's the best that's sports when it's at its best. I agree. I agree 100%. And that's why we needed this game back. It is in it. And it is a long season and we need something a long season to be able to hash these things out, to be able to talk about these things, to learn, to grow. And it is, I think, a great unifier. And so, you know, I appreciate you. You know, I just want you to know this, and I want you all listening to know this, that anytime I go off on my own little tirades, whether it's in my own mind, whether I'm wanting to say something to someone and I'm holding it in, I remember Sully telling me one phrase whenever this whole scandal thing came out. He said, H-Town, you're shouting at the tides. <laughs> and that has been a sober reminder that, you know what, sometimes saying it, it may make you feel good. But you know what, sometimes it really just let it go. Like let people, let the tides roll in. Don't always feel like you have to, you know, be this vigilante of, you know, I am vengeance kind of Batman type of feeling. Right. Um, and if I might add, if you haven't seen that movie, oh, my I haven't. Lord. Yet. I haven't. I haven't, I haven't I'm, I'm, it's I'm looking forward to amazing. It. It's amazing. I'm, I'm a little you, comic book movie out, but I hear that's a good one. I'm a little oh, bit. He let me tell you, he knocks Batman out of the park. Um, he, he the whole narrative of Bruce Wayne gets shattered, but recreated. And I think a dark but beautiful way. I'm, I'm right. serious. It is. It is outstanding. Well, let me tell you something. I'm shattered in a dark and beautiful way as well. <laughs> I don't know how to get out the hell out of that. Um, but thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. And hey, uh, I wanted to just jump on board and and to yeah. say this is uh, this was this is a fun day, and we're gonna we're gonna have fun talking baseball. 
look, I said we were going to try to keep this short. We're still going to clear 40 minutes on this. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> because I love we love talking about this. And but it's a gonna, good day. It's a good. It's reason a great to. day. It's a great day. We're going to have baseball. We're going to have 162 games. And the thing that I love about baseball and and I do think baseball following a baseball season is different. From other teams. I mean, like I, I suppose maybe basketball and hockey fans have this, but because it's there every day, it's a companion there every day. It doesn't, it's not always about my teams in first place. Sometimes my favorite years in baseball have been teams years where the team really wasn't in contention, but they're there. I need to listen to a game. And then you get to know the players, you get to know who's playing well, who's not playing well. And that becomes part of your rhythm of the day. And I don't sit glued like it's football Sunday because I only have 16 of these or 17. How many do you have for the year? Right. It's like, I'm going to be cooking and I have the game on. I'm coming home and here in California, when you're driving home, it's already the second or third inning. And I'm, while I'm in stuck in Los Angeles traffic, I'm going to listen to some innings of the game. It's there for you. It's a friend. And you know what? We here at the lockdown podcast network are trying to be there for you as well as we're hoping that as you listen to all these shows and they're terrific and we've got to know you and I've got to know personally, the other hosts on the shows, we want to be a companion for you as to be the person that you're watching the games with and following the sport with, and you're doing it for the Astros. I kind of have to be the, uh, the Palpatine and sort of look over everything, but you know what? Don't throw me over the shaft of the reactor for me to blow up. No, I'm going to be there for you all <laughs> season long. I went deep on my return of the Jedi references here, but that's because I am. I will. I will not draw you in and impale you with a red lightsaber and throw you off talking. into see, the now, Han Solo death pit of disaster. I see, would never do that to you, son. See, now we're talking. See, we're talking. <laughs> but hey, H Town Wheelhouse, where can we follow you and Eric, who have your terrific yeah. show and with terrific guests you've been having on your show too? Yeah, definitely. Um, H Town Wheelhouse um, on on Twitter and Instagram at Stros four one one on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find Eric at Eric Talks Stros on twitter you can find him and i also locked on astros you can find us on facebook you mm -hmm. can find us on instagram and twitter and apple or anywhere you get your podcast check us out i mean we've had a slew of minor league player interviews we'll continue to do so with the space cowboys um, working on some current big league players just trying to tie loose ends up with those so be um stay stay tuned in and get locked into locked on astros where your team every day and see what happens with the defending American League champion Houston Astros, or as my mom calls them, the Dusty Bakers. And uh, follow me on Twitter, Lockdown MLB Pod. Same handle for Instagram. I'm your pal, Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Happy that we've got some games and bringing in my friend H Down Wheelhouse to demonstrate why baseball is so important. This has been Lockdown MLB. This is the 10th day of March. 2022. I better leave this classroom. They're going to start vacuuming pretty soon. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. <laughs>